This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 150. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. It's Ollie here. I am very, very happy to have you here, as always. And episode 150, kind of a landmark, I guess. 100 was the big one. Uh, I guess, what's the next one going to be? 500? 1,000? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see if I make it. Today we've got a fantastic question all about the way that different cultures and people who speak different languages look at the world differently. It's really, really fascinating. We're going to be talking about the ways of expressing time with a very special guest. Before we do that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show who are italki.com, and italki is where I get all of my language lessons from. And if you would like to get a lesson with a native speaker teacher with the language you're learning, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. But without any further ado, let's dive straight into today's question from Thedius. Hi, Oli. I'm Thedius from basically Denmark, but uh, I was born in Poland and I'm back in Poland for the time being. So I've been studying Chinese on and off for quite a few years now. But I'm still very much puzzled uh, by the notion of time in Chinese. In the West, we see time as moving forward. Uh, so I have my future in front of me and uh, my past behind me. But in Chinese, it seems to be the opposite. So if I had to say five years ago, it would be five years in front. And, uh, in five years would be five years behind. That's very confusing for our Western mind. And it applies to uh, many other notions of time in Chinese. Uh, would it be the same in uh, Japanese or Thai? Please comment a bit about that. And um, yeah, thank you for the wonderful work you are doing for us independent language learners. Hi, Oli. All right. Thank you very much for a fascinating question. And it's something that I can definitely relate to because um, having learned a lot of Asian languages myself, uh, these little things can be quite confusing at times. You know, how to express basic concepts that we might be familiar with in a certain way differently. Now, as I'm not a Mandarin speaker myself, I thought that I would get a little bit of help uh, from an expert to help answer this question so that we can really get to the bottom of um, of this concept of time and how to express it in Chinese. And this is none other than Chris Parker. You might recognize Chris from my Language Learning Foundations course. I did a, a masterclass with Chris where he gave a lot of really, really great tips about learning Chinese and languages uh, in general. Now, we did have a little bit of background noise here during our conversation, and uh, there was also a little bit of a, a, a delay on the line, so we do talk over each other um, from time to time. So apologies in advance for that. Chris runs a site called fluentinmandarin.com, and I began by asking him if he could just summarize the this issue of time and how to express time in Chinese. Yeah, well, if, if we go back to the question, the, the original question was about... Um, uh, the person was asking, he was saying that basically five years ago in Chinese appears to be um, five years in front and five years in the future appears to be five years back. Whereas in English, it's almost like the the future is has to be ahead of you and the past is behind you. But in, yeah. in fact, it's it's not entirely 
that's not really the situation because um, I think I think the person asking the question here has got slightly confused with looking into this in a lot of detail. But um, essentially, in Chinese, just as he said, for example, if you want to say five years ago, you'd say "wu nian zhi qian" in uh, Mandarin or "nin zhi qian" in Cantonese, which is the same thing. So you, it's literally five years behind or five years. Oh, sorry, it's literally five years uh, in front or five years before. So if you think about this as five years uh, front, it sounds like it's in front, but that's not that's not the case. It's actually five years before. Uh, so I guess the you, confusion think- here then is is actually in other ways of using the word which accounts for time, right? So in that case, you've got the word yeah. for. Um, see, I'm not so familiar with the Mandarin version, um, but you've got this this word which can be used in different senses, and and so what you're saying is that whereas in because that this word can be used meaning in front of you, as in physically facing you, yeah, that that's ki- that kind of seems to correspond with the way that we talk about time in English, saying that you know that time is in front of us, so you know five years from now is in front of us, but actually there's like we've got a couple of different meanings going on here. Is that right? Yeah, so it seems to be the opposite, but in fact, it's not because if you think about the the word like front, like in front of you, um, if I would if I was to say you're standing in front of me, I could also say you're standing before me, like in a in an old fashioned like way of saying it. So in fact, this concept of in front and before is exactly is actually the same, whether it's in Chinese or in English. So in fact, when when he's saying five years ago, 五年以前, in Mandarin or in Cantonese, it's actually saying five years before. And then five years in the future would be um, in Mandarin or in Cantonese. And that would be literally five years after or five years. Uh, so he he's confusing this with another word which means behind, um, but actually this word means after. So, in fact, it's five years after. So, five years in the future in five years' time is five years after. Right, Hopefully and we've got exactly... Sense. He also asked about other languages, and, it, and it's exactly the same in Japanese, isn't it? So, if you were going to say five years ago, you've got gonen mai, yeah. and then gonen go, which um, is exactly the same usage of those words in uh, in, bet- in between uh, Japanese and Chinese, which is Yeah, so five really years before or five years after. Yeah, and guys, if you want to look at the examples that we're giving here, we're going to put all these in the show notes, which are going to be at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 150. So if you're not, if you're struggling to follow along, then definitely have a look at the show notes. Um, yeah, I and, think that's going to make it a lot less confusing. Yeah, absolutely. So, but we can also apply this concept to other areas of the language, right? And um, so what's another another linguistic area where where we're referring back and forward in time? Um, so maybe actually I can talk about the years first because in in Mandarin, if you want to say the year before last, it's uh which means uh, the the year before, the year that comes before, and then chunia is last year, which is literally the year that's gone or the year that's left, and then we have jinian, which is this year, and then mingnian next year, um, which are just standard words for this year and next year. And then the year after next year is Honia, which in Cantonese is Hao Nin, right? It's yeah. the same as the the, the the word for 
um, after that we had before. So it's the year after next means literally after year means the year after next. So that's kind of similar. And then we also have um, we have the weeks and the months in Chinese. And so if you want to say this week, it would be 这个星期 or 这个礼拜 in Mandarin. And in Cantonese, it would be 你个星期 or 你个礼拜. Uh, so that's this week. And then if you wanted to say last week, it would be in Mandarin, 上个星期 or 上个礼拜. And in Cantonese, it would be 孙个星期 or 孙个礼拜, which literally means the the week on top or upper week. So if you wanted to say next week, it would be uh, basically lower week or the week below. So in Mandarin, that would be 下个星期 or 下个礼拜. And in Cantonese, it would be 下个星期 or 下个礼拜, the lower week or the week yeah. that comes below. So if you're talking about the weeks, um, it's almost like they're on a, a scale of up and down. So this week is in the middle and then last week is on the top and next week is on the bottom. This is something that I, I find myself kind of pausing from time. When I'm speaking Cantonese, I find myself pausing to think, to kind of remember this concept of, of up and down or higher and lower in order to express the, the time. It's kind of, it, I think it's, uh, yeah, um, I've certainly, uh, weeks and months, yeah, I've certainly found that the imagery of it, very, very important. Um, but, I mean, Chris, like, just taking a step back a second, I mean, do you, do you think, like, to what extent is it, in, well, when, in your own learning, to what extent did you find that you were kind of learning these concepts by, by study and analysis, if you like, or to what extent did you find you just kind of picking them up through speaking? Because I, yeah, I have I a very think, clear yeah. view on that, but I'm just curious about how how it what the process was like for you. If you can still remember, I imagine it's some years ago. Yeah, I think when I was first learning, probably I, I could see the character that it was like the 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 week, the upper week, or the week above, and maybe a teacher said that. But most of the time, when I was saying it or thinking about it, I didn't think about that concept. I literally just learned it as a set phrase, and then I've just used it so many times that I don't really think about it. It means the the upper week or the lower week i just yeah. i just know that last week is i don't i don't think about the concept anymore except when i have questions like this and i have to like analyze every, yeah. every little thing but normally i don't really do that so much it's funny because i'm kind of taking it the same the same way around because i, I learned cantonese just by by speaking and so i'm only now kind of setting out to learn chinese characters in more depth and so i'm kind of <laughs> now like i can sort of say all yeah. these things because i've just said it so many times but i'm just yeah. now sort of finding that i'm looking at characters and thinking oh right so that's what it means <laughs> sort of thing yeah i guess i guess what one exception would be though um would be the months because in chinese the month it's like january is literally one month two and february is two months uh two and then month so that's the same in in cantonese mandarin and probably the other chinese dialects as well um but when I um, probably when I'm speaking, I probably do actually think of um, the number as well. So October will be ten months. So I might actually think about that because when you're writing a date, you actually write um, the number as well. So that might be an exception, but that's slightly different. Yeah. Well, yeah, which I guess is a concept you find in other languages as well, such so as like n the numbering the days of the week, which you find in a lot of Western languages as well. Um, you know, day one, day two, day three, and so on. 
Yeah, but in the Western languages, the, the the months aren't really numbered like clearly like that. Whereas in in yes, Chinese yeah. and I don't know about other uh, Asian languages, but in, certainly in Chinese dialects, they are. Yeah, well, exactly the same in in, in Japanese as well. Okay, so um, one last thing that we wanted to give a quick example of, um, and it's about books. Yeah, so th- this example was I, I was saying that often in Chinese, if you have a series of, for example, books or films, or something that comes in two sections um, or two parts, you could just say um, you could instead of dividing these parts into part one and part two, often you would say uh, shang and xia, which would be the upper and the lower. And then maybe if there were three, you could also add middle into the middle. You could say shang, zhong, and xia. Or in Cantonese, that would be sheng, zhong, and ha. So you would divide them into the the upper, the middle, and the lower. So that's just another thing that you you find in Chinese as well. Yeah. What happens if you want to make part four? Uh, then you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to use the system. It would have to be <laughs> uh, you'd have to go back to numbers and things. But yeah. if it's just two parts, you'd often see this, like in in books, a series of books, or sometimes uh, films as well. Yeah. So, Chris, that's really, really interesting. It's great to um, to hear this clarification of the. It's it's about the it's about the it's it's almost a way of looking at the world, isn't it? The way that sometimes you know we see something in one way, but then other people see. Um, yeah. See, I see think, time yeah. and space in in a, in a totally different way, and it's so fascinating to sort of to 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 learn more about that. But what I would say is, it's basically a, just a different way of looking at essentially the same thing or a different angle of looking at the same thing it's not like it's it's backwards in chinese to what it is in europe or it's completely just turned on its head it's not like that it's more like just a different angle of of looking at something or a different perspective it's one of the fascinating things about uh about getting to know other cultures isn't it but i think like broadly if we take if we take a little bit of a step back i think the advice we'd have to give is is always with you know the concepts we're talking about here expressing time it's such a fundamental part of daily speech that i mean certainly from my perspective the the way to approach this is is not to overanalyze the way to approach it is actually to get out there and use the language as much as possible and if you do that you'll very quickly just find that the words you, you know it's like muscle memory you just learn the words and, and, and the, conf- the confusion really, really stops. Chris, thanks so much so for your time. Be aware of it, but don't overanalyze, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Thanks so much for your time, Chris. It's been great to have you on uh, the show finally. I've been meaning to invite you for some time. Where can people um, find out more about you and what you do with, um, uh, well, with languages online? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. And, yeah, if you want to find me, you can just go to my website, www.fluentinmandarin.com. Or you can search my YouTube channel, which is also called fluentinmandarin.com. So you can find me in either of those places. And I've got resources for Mandarin, a lot of videos about Mandarin. And I'm also just starting to produce some materials in, for Cantonese as well. So check oh, me out lovely. there. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'll certainly be spending a bit of time over there. Okay, thanks, Chris. Talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. So I hope you enjoyed that chat with Chris from fluentinmandarin.com. Definitely go and check out all the great resources he's got over there. Chris has got a a gift for explaining um, what is a difficult language in very clear terms. And I really appreciate that about about Chris and and everything he does. So if you would like to ask me a question, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask, where you can leave me a voicemail and I'll get around to answering it sooner or later on the show we've got quite a quite a few um, questions in the queue but I always get round to them eventually so if you do leave a question it will be asked now 
as uh, I mentioned in the chat today, we've put all of the examples that we've given here in the show notes uh, written in Chinese so that you can really just look at them in, in your own time and, and absorb and digest what we've been talking about. So if you'd like to look at the examples from the from the discussion, please go to the show notes. You can find them at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 150. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.